Well, wasn't that wonderful? That was so wonderful, so joyful, even, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for Pastor Kyle and Amy and the dozens of other volunteers that helped organize this, set this up. I think we had a lady in here helping with all this stuff. Anyway, this, this was so wonderful and uh, such a joy this morning. I was, I'm a father of one of the angels up there. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that was for that. Not really. But, uh, uh, you know, I heard some of these lines more than you did. And uh, it was great every time uh, because this message, this good news message uh, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life, that John 3.16 message is, uh, is what we call the good news. It's such great news. This verse, John 3.16, that we have on there that we ended with, uh, that is the most famous verse, scripture, in the whole world. Um, and it's been because it really encapsulates this idea of God loving us and sending his son, Jesus. And I responded to this verse two different times in my life. I know, I know nearly everyone in here has heard of John 3.16, and I had two different times in which I responded to this verse, and it all centers around that word believes, uh, so that everyone that believes in him. Um, when I was eight years old, I lived in uh, Oahu. It's in Hawaii. Uh, my dad's a retired Marine, and we were stationed in Hawaii. Obviously, I had a horrible childhood. And... Uh, and when I was eight years old, I had a friend, a Christian family friend. My, my parents, we, we weren't raised in church. Uh, they, they invited us to a Christian camp, a regular, you know, 1990s camp where you, you know, put your kids on that big bus and you say goodbye to them for a week. And they sent us off to this camp, and it was just like you would expect in your mind, like, you know, smelly and hot but fun and the food and the cafeteria and the games and the playing. And, and at the end of this camp, they put on a program. The adults did. The volunteers did. The college students did. They, they put on this, this program, and they had puppets, you know, talking back and forth. And at the end of the show, I don't remember all of the things in the show, but at the end, a guy, an old guy, because I was eight. Everyone's old. An old guy came up on stage like I'm doing now, and he invited us uh, to join him in a prayer. And before he did, he said, now, do any of you want to go to heaven? And, you know, there was good crowd participation at that moment. You know, heaven sounds great. Then he's like, do any of you, who does not want to go to hell? And you know, I, I wasn't raised in church, but I knew that hell wasn't great. And so I raised my hands and he said, anybody that raised their hand, you come up front. And he shared John 3.16. And he said, if you don't want to go to hell, you pray this prayer after me. And I do remember the prayer because I remember what I thought when we were reciting it. He said, repeat after me. And we prayed for Jesus to come into our heart. Jesus, would you come into my heart? Now, I'm eight years old. I wasn't raised in church. I have no foundation. This wasn't really a call to faith as much as it was to fear and a threat to me because I don't want to go to hell and I want to go to heaven. And I remember praying and there was this, in my mind's eye, there was this Jesus head with fog behind him. And my rib cage was opening up. My chest was opening up and Jesus was coming in there because we invited Jesus to come into our heart. And I'm eight. So that means literally my heart. And I remember thinking this and thinking of these words, 
Jesus, don't mess up anything in there. Like, if you go in there, like, I guess there's extra space, but just be careful, you know. The next morning, we had a little conference. Everyone that raised their hand, didn't want to go to hell, prayed the prayer. We come up front, and uh, we, we meet with this counselor before we get shipped back to our parents. And I remember telling the guy, like, could you, could you write down that prayer that we prayed last night so I could take it home? Because I'm pretty sure I'm going to need to pray this again. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Once Jesus is in your heart, you're good forever. And I'm like, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to pray this prayer again because already I probably need to pray it again, and it's just the morning. And um, that was when I was eight. And I lived as an eight-year-old and older, afraid because I repeated a prayer. I wasn't sure what happened. I, I know I don't want to go to hell. And I was confused. Eventually, as a teenager, I started going back to church. I started going to church not back, but just going to church. And there was, there was a guy, like any guy in this room that's a believer. He's just like you. And he loved me. And he spent some time with me. No one paid him to do it. And he spent time with me. And I remember him telling me, you know, Jack, are you sure you're a Christian? Are you sure you're a believer? And I was like, oh, I pulled out the card, you know. When I was eight, I prayed for Jesus to come into my heart. And, uh, you know, trump card, I got it, I'm done, you know, ace of spades, whatever. And uh, he said, no, you know, um, it's, it's more than reciting a prayer. There, there's more than, you know, John 3.16 is true, but what does it mean to believe? I don't think that you believe like the Bible says believe in John 3.16. And he took me to James chapter 2, particularly verse 19. He said, Jack... I think you have the faith of a demon. The demons believe that Jesus is God's son, that he came here and he died on the cross and he rose from the dead. And in James 2.19, it says, the demons believe and shudder. Do you know what, what it means to shudder? And he explained that shuddering is when you live like I lived. I believe since I was eight that God existed but I had the faith of a demon. And he, he showed me in the Bible. He showed me in the scriptures. John 2.19 is, is the centerpiece of this idea, but he showed me that this kind of faith, this, kind of, this word believes, what it means, is that you don't just dislike hell. You hate your sin. You hate that you're not right with God. You know that you and your creator are not right. You... You, you're not with him. You don't have a relationship with him. You might know he exists, but you, you don't know him. And it's not just about disliking hell, but hating your sin. And it's not just about preferring heaven. Everyone wants to go to heaven. Who doesn't want to go to heaven? It's not preferring heaven. It's loving Jesus. And when he explained that to me, I knew his words were true. Not even uh, maybe a week later, there was this time where I, I went home, and I remember crying at the ceiling. I had a traumatic week. It was God-ordained. And I had this NIV student Bible that, uh, that another man gave me, a man just like any of you here. Give Bibles away. Spend time with people. He gave me uh, this student Bible, and I turned to the middle, and I, I came to Psalm 94, and 
I read these words and I just started weeping. And I told God, God, I've known you've existed for many years. I know, Jesus, you are who you say you are, but I'm just like the demons. I don't love you. I don't follow you. I'm not obeying you because I know that you've saved me. I, I just believe you exist, but I need to be saved. I, I need you to save me from me. I'm, nev- I'm never going to be a good Christian. I remember telling God that. I will never be a good Christian. I know it. I'll never be one. At the time, I didn't know it, but the Spirit was working in my heart and showing me how I could never measure up to Jesus. I can't do what Jesus did. And when I was crying out to God saying, I'll never do it, please save me. I'm turning to you. You're the only one that can make me right. I believe the truth about Jesus that you came, that you lived without any sin, that you did what I should have done to get to heaven, and I, never, I didn't do it. And you suffered. You chose to suffer on a cross and die for me in my place. Why would you suffer for me? I don't deserve it. I, don't, I didn't earn it. And I remember telling God, just let me die tonight. Just let me not wake up or save me. I stayed up many hours that night, all throughout the night. I know that that was the moment that my life's been changed forever. I stayed awake in church. That was a big accomplishment for me at the time. But I, I knew what it meant now. I love him just like 1 John four nineteen says. I love him because he first loved me. I believed John three sixteen when I was 16 years old. I didn't believe it when I was eight. And for some of you in here, maybe you've heard this verse a thousand times. But now you feel convicted knowing that you may know God exists, but you don't, you don't love him. You don't hate your sin. Now is the time. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. If you would repent toward God, if you would turn toward him and say, I don't want my sin, it doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. You're going to sin again. It doesn't mean now that you're great and that your life is wonderful. It's desperation. Repentance is about desperation. God, I turn to you. I can't make myself right with you. I can't save myself. I believe in Jesus. I trust him. I want to give my life to him. He's the only one that can save me. I cannot save me. If you do that, if you do that, if you repent and have faith, what the Bible says, if you turn to him and you believe that, you will be saved. Jesus came here 2,000 years ago, was born as a baby, just as the program showed us. And he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross in our place, to take our punishment, to take our place. And on the third day, he rose again. You know what? Christmas is special because of Easter. The birth of Jesus is so wonderful because during Easter, we celebrate what he actually came to do. He did it. He wasn't just born. He died and he rose again. And if you believe that, you will be saved. And that's our invitation to you. Thank you for being here. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing some more songs. And uh, I just invite you, if you've never turned to God in your heart and your mind and saying, please forgive me, I do need you, I want you, I believe it. I believe the good news. I believe John 3.16, forgive me of my sins. You will be saved today.
Today you will be saved. Let's pray. Father, all of us in here need to have our eyes opened, our hearts opened, our ears opened to you. Even we believers get a little uh, distracted. We pray, would you draw our hearts to you? Help us this Advent season, this Christmas season, to remember the great gift that you gave in your son. And for those of here that have never received the gift and given their lives to you, would you save them? Help them to know who you are and what you've done. Thank you for being present here with us. We love you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.